0: Hey, they come in and meet man. Y'all to see me eat now. It on the meat man. Y'all to see me eat now. I got jaws like a bear trap, a teeth like a razor. I made tag tongue with a sensitive taster. I born out in Texas called the land of beef. Never
1: catch a muscle greener. green the hell that like a meeting of the meat man. you
2: see me eat, You're listening man. to the Best Barbecue Show, and I'm your host, Yoni Levin. Quick bonus episode for y'all. I ran into Laurel Evans and Emilio Scoti. Uh, they're working with Black which is a barbecue place in Italy. Uh, Laurel Evans is a Milan-based cookbook author. She's a television personality, a cooking teacher, and an enthusiast. She's a seventh-generation Texan, and she fell in love with an Italian photographer who brought her to Milan. His name is Emilio Scotti. She's published three books. She's all about American cuisine, And she's been uh, an editor in the Italian Food and Wine magazine for a while. Uh, But she consults with Blackett, with Emilio. And uh, Emilio is a photographer and director from Milan. He's lived uh, in Texas for three years. And he met her there. Um, And they now have a home in the hill country forever. He's also a travel photographer. And he really loves food photography specifically. Uh, He's a consultant for Blackett as well. And they're cooking Texas barbecue in Italy. Uh, They talk about it, and our friend Max uh, Morrow from Franklin is there as well. Uh, I hope you enjoy this quick bonus episode. Uh, I also want you all to stay tuned. Mike Wyant gave me a call today, and they've got some big news about Flores Barbecue, which I will be publishing a quick conversation with him on Monday. But enjoy this episode, and stay tuned for some big news about Flores Barbecue. Enjoy. Enjoy.
0: Hi everybody, or howdy! I'm Emilio from Italy. Uh, a quart- I'm a quarter Texan, <laughs> I used to say. And uh, I w- work and represent Blackett from uh, Como and Lentate, a new barbecue in uh, Italy uh, that is just going really well and it's uh, spreading the word.
1: Hi, I'm Laurel Evans. I also live in Italy, but I'm a native Texan. And my job is to teach Italians that there's more to American food than hamburgers and french fries and fast food. So I write cookbooks, I have a blog, and I just try to get the word out about good American food. And Max
2: from uh, Franklin is here? Hey, what's up, guys? I'm uh, Max. My real name is Mauro Kefery. This is a news. This is an exceptional news right now online, guys. Mauro Kefery. So, Texican I barbecue. Texicana barbecue. Uh, I'm uh, well. We don't look to, We don't like to say pit master. I'm a cook of Franklin barbecue. A lot of brisket every day. Uh, I've been here for in the last uh, almost four years. I started a Carolyn barbecue which they pretty much Bill Kernel, pit master Bill Kernel, teach me everything about this job. I move forward, you know, I work at Loro, I work for a minute at Cooper's uh, downtown. And uh, a Loro I meet Aaron Franklin and I'm working there since then. So y'all have a Texas barbecue joint in Italy. Tell us, you know, what city is it in? What, what's it like there?
1: So, the restaurant is, there's two of them now, actually. The original one opened in Como, in downtown Como, which everybody knows um, as George Clooney's summer residence. And uh, it is in a really, really small, really old building, and it's more... Elegant, I guess you would say, than the Texas barbecue joints you're used to. Uh, we tried to make it a more of a, almost a fine dining restaurant to get Italians used to the idea of barbecue before we threw the the real concept at them. Uh, the second location is more of a typical Texas barbecue joint. So it's a 320 seats restaurant on two different levels. A stage for live music. It's uh, two shuffleboard tables. It's real kid friendly. And our biggest job is just educating the Italian public about what barbecue is. If you say the word barbecue in Italy, they're thinking about throwing steaks on a grill. Um, they really have no idea about the slow and low smoking methods that we use over here.
2: And in Italian, is it like barbecue, BBQ? How do you express it in Italian? Uh,
0: people usually say uh, both barbecue or BBQ, but they still uh, like like she said. Uh, they still think it's grilling and not smoking. So I have an anecdote. I, I got a big brisket, a whole brisket for my birthday. And without saying anything, I had all my friends eating it. And I've never seen people more surprised. Some were really freaking out. like So considering that we like meat, the very, very rare and uh, you know with not much fat because our, our cows don't have the same marbling as Americans, this is going to be just uh, an open prairie for barbecue to just go like a wild horse in the future.
2: So uh, Ioane, the, the, the truth of the matter is we still have a hard time spelling barbecue in Italy. That's <laughs> a problem.
1: And brisket traditionally in Italy is used to make stews. So it's the, the only way I've ever seen it used over there is chopped up in little pieces and stewed as a soup for hours and hours and hours. So there's really no, no concept of this kind of cooking.
2: And, Laurel, you're also a cook and an influencer yourself, so how did you connect with Blackett?
1: Well, they wrote me. Um, the, The owner's wife, actually, is someone who has followed me and bought all my cookbooks over the years, and so when she heard him first talking about opening a barbecue restaurant, she said, you've got to call up Laurel Evans. So he did, fortunately, and I got really excited about the project because it was the first time that somebody called me for a project like this and they really wanted to invest the time and the money to do it right. I've been involved in other projects, or people have tried to pull me in on other projects that I refused because they were just done halfway. And uh, this guy, he sent over a whole team of cooks to do like a barbecue boot camp in Texas for a week, and it was just done right, and so I'm feeling, I'm feeling really good about it. You can't be half pregnant, and you can't half cook Tessa's barbecue, right? You can't. Uh, the only thing
0: I want to say more is that uh, Blackhead. No matter what the results, and they're really good. Uh, I joined the the, um, the project because they hired me as a director. I made the movie to introduce, and it's available on our website and on our Facebook page. It's an eight and a half minute m- movie, so it's very long for internet. But if you take the time, you'll understand, and you look in the eyes the owner, and the uh, the people that had the idea, and how sincere they are. So I love when I see something done to the bone, to the core, and pursued until and, success.
2: And you, I mean, you really love, we just sat down and had some food with Mark uh, Black of Terry Black's, and you just love the pitmasters. You think the pitmaster is really the centerpiece of the, the restaurant, right?
0: I think this, the pitmaster is a unique role. It's not a chef. It's not an employee. It's not an owner. It's everything. It's the one that, it's basically someone that, Takes care of everything. It has eyes everywhere and uh, fine tunes everything. So it also has to ha- be the, kind of the soul of the restaurant because they, the pitmasters, really give. No matter how grouchy they can grouchy they can be, they always give a piece of their soul to their to their restaurant. So that's special. That's unique to Texas. And I want to add one more thing. Uh, I immigrated in Texas for work in 2001, and I fell in love with it. And I love. to to contribute, to take uh, this cuisine out in the world. Uh, In my country, that is so full of their own, you know, uh, food. Do you remember the moment you fell in love with Texas? Uh, Yes, from the plane. (laughs) (laughs) Just from the plane. And the smell, and it was Easter, and I went to eat barbecue for Easter. And I will never forget the blue of the sky, the yellow of the sun, and the smell of barbecue. I will never forget.
2: Wow. And so, you first came here, you you were doing something completely different with reptiles, right? Yeah,
0: I was was being a herpetologist, a reptile expert, and I loved the job, but also it allowed me to learn how, I always say I learned to work in America, (laughs) (laughs) because I learned a lot about systems, and uh, projecting, and making plans, uh, and everything, and the mentality. It's very easy, it's a can-do mentality, and I love that. People do not understand. Like a friend of mine says, Those that speak bad about America usually have never been there.
2: And do you guys feel like there's a challenge to Texas barbecue, whether it's the work or the... uh, What did you see as you were, you know, Laurel, you're an expert uh, from Bernie, Texas. What did you see as the challenges, you know, translating to Italian?
1: There were a lot of challenges. (laughs) (laughs) The, uh, The raw materials in the first place, the wood, you know, we don't have the same wood over there. The beef, we don't have the same kind of beef over there. The smokers, we imported a smoker. I mean, there, there was a lot of just technical details that we had to hash out. Um, and then the, the second challenge, which has really been the fun part, has been educating the public. Like I said before, they um, they don't really know about barbecue. So it's a lot of just talking through social media, uh, through the traditional media, and also just a lot of one-on-one talking. Mostly training the employees and the, the waiters, the wait staff, to really explain the menu and talk people through it because, um, it's easy for people to get lost. If they, if you don't know what brisket is, you're going to order the burger instead. So those have all been challenges, but they've all been, um, you know, fun. Well, in, in Texas, it's
2: been a challenge because there's literally a a jump in price. Most people were used to kind of these cheap, mediocre barbecue places. And now these places open and they charge 20, 22, $24 a pound. And that's still a challenge educating Texans and Americans.
1: Well, good meat has a price. It, right. uh, it costs money to uh, raise happy, healthy animals, and I think that it's very, very worth that price. And it also has a price to treat that meat right and to cook it lo- long time and to pay your employees well. So I'm personally very happy to, to pay that price if it means eating uh, a really good product.
2: And so did you source oak? In Italy, or
1: yeah, we have a, a kind of oak. It's not, it's not post oak, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there is. There, What's there the is name a of it in Italian? Quercia. Quercia. Yeah. This is hocking uh, off. It's it's okie. Hocking off. Yeah. Yeah, it's hocking enough. Oak enough. <laughs> Exactly. So, yeah, we, we use that. And, you know, that has been a challenge finding the wood supplier, making sure it wasn't too green, wasn't too seasoned, you know, trying to trying to find that as well. Been
2: I know there's a lot of really nice porks and things in Europe. Are you using some of those products?
1: Yes, we do use European pork and chicken, but the, the beef is American. So we, we tried all sorts of beef, but American Angus is really where so it's just at.
2: imported straight from, you know, Iowa or wherever it's made? Nebraska, I believe. Nebraska. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> and how often, you know, are you guys cooking dozens of briskets or
1: Yeah, I don't have those numbers personally, but I mean at the between the two restaurants, they they go through some serious brisket so you're, numbers. You're, you're and you're brisket is still our number one seller, which was surprising. We thought we would be selling more burgers because it's more familiar to Italians, but brisket and the pulled pork are still our number one sellers. And do
2: you think do you think the visual, you know, we were just inside taking pictures of Mark slicing brisket and do you think because so many people are getting that kind of money shot of juicy brisket that more people are, are interested in trying it?
1: I think it's still a novelty over there. People aren't seeing many of those money shots yeah. in Europe. There is a small community of like real passionate uh, barbecue enthusiasts that, you know, run the, the competition circuit over there gotcha. and they they are more familiar with that kind of shot, but your normal restaurant goer has never seen that, which is why we have the kitchen that's open. It's like behind glass, and you can go back there. People can see the the kitchen in action. They can go back and see the smoker, and that's really important to get uh, to get the word out. Now
2: you don't do the classic line, correct? You're 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 doing table service.
1: Table service, yes. That's just we figured since we were doing such an unusual food for Italians, it would be be better to keep the format familiar. And the line format is not familiar. Italians are a little bit unruly, and I, I don't think they're very good at staying in line. <laughs> so that would have been a disaster. Can
2: you speak to that, Amelia? Uh,
0: I think she's right. Honestly, <laughs> I'm not very Italian that way. I like uh, an organized line and a disciplined line. But I want to spend one, one more uh, minute to speak about what really made this possible, and it is JNR manufacturing. I think. Uh, uh, I really believe in those guys. They're a really family owned company. And I don't, nobody paid me to advertise or it's really my own personal idea, but uh, there are tons, thousands, millions of, of wonderful pits, handmade, made by grandpa, made by anybody. But to be able to import some that would guarantee uh, the quality is diff- really difficult. And JNR made it possible. And I think we owe them a little respect um, yeah, a lot of this. people
2: use JNR in Texas, so they're very popular from Houston up to Dallas and West Texas even as well.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm happy to hear it. Uh, I agree, and I also think that looking people in the face, like I did with them, and with you, and with yeah. a lot of people, you can tell how sincere they are. So,
2: well, and there's people who are in this business; they love it, whether they make pets, whether they raise animals, whatever they're doing. This business is for the love of it and you know it's hard work no matter what you do and you know this show's not easy to produce and it's it's fun because these pitmasters people are willing to give hours of their time to just talk to me and it's it's really a treat and you know jnr is on my list i haven't covered as many of the makers as the pitmasters but and you know, I've got a long list, I could probably keep the show running for ten years.
1: <laughs> you should make it up there. It's it's a fun experience. It's fun to see the whole production line. It's cool. And,
0: and it's a family owned and and family is a big word in Texas. Just like in Italy. So I feel there are many more many more similarities yeah. than we think between these and other countries too. You know, we're all human.
2: We say hashtag barbecue family. <laughs> so you guys will have barbecue to join family. it. Did, Wonderful. Do you have like specific pitmasters there? Is there one person in charge? Yeah, or?
1: there's. we have one, we call him our, our head pitmaster, and he's one of the ones who was there from the beginning, who was part of the, the group that created the restaurant. And then he trains other younger pitmasters to sort of take over when he's not there, because now with the two restaurants, he's back and forth all the time. But he's the one who kind of lays down the law and everything.
2: Do you So you serve on plates. You don't do peach paper or any other classic no, stuff? No, we serve
1: on plates. That was another thing that we toyed with for a while. But um, in the end, uh, we, al- we worried that Italians would be a little put off by the uh, oil stains on the paper. Yeah. They're very sensitive to greasy food and things that are perceived as oily. And so we thought that maybe that stained paper wouldn't be as appealing to them as eating off a plate. Again, we decided to serve an unusual food in a very... Uh, usual context for them so that it wouldn't be kind of too far out there.
2: Do you feel like it's getting more normal now that there's two restaurants?
1: Eh, It's... (laughs) (laughs) Let me rephrase my answer. I think that people are getting more used to it. We're still just two restaurants in one area in Italy, so if you go to Venice or to Florence or to Naples, I don't think they'll know what you're talking about. But in the area around where we are, it's becoming a more common term. I mean, there's people that walk in every day and learn something new and they go talk to their friends about it and they come back and they come back and they come back. So in that sense, absolutely.
2: And that's kind of the way Texas barbecue blew up. I mean, you can actually go to other parts of Texas and they call the barbecue you ate today Central Texas Barbecue because they're actually specific to this area. So America's spreading the same way. There's so many people. There's actually some guys from Canada who I interviewed. And they had people that were actually angry. They were like, we don't get plates? You're just going to serve this on paper? Like, what is this? And so those challenges are international. They're not just in Italy.
1: Well, yeah, and I think it comes down to a choice in the end. um, Where you draw the line. Where do you want to be authentic? And where are you willing to leave a little bit of wiggle room? And for me, I mean, I'm a consultant with Blackett, so the, the buck didn't stop here. But my point was, let's stay really authentic with the food. I want the brisket to be spot on, I want you to close your eyes and feel like you're in Texas. But plates, trays, peach paper, you know, the other stuff I was totally willing to give yes. in on. Maybe
2: the fifth or sixth restaurant.
1: Exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I want to also spend um, a word on an aspect that I really think it was critical. It was the basically how to decorate the restaurants. So we hired the, this person called Beppe Castagna, and Beppe Castagna doesn't like Mockery, imitation, uh, cheap, you know, like, let's put some cowboy style. He tried to get into the spirit and not make it with Italy, but evoke the spirit. So he made these walls of bricks that are made of wood that is actually burnt. He burnt each one of them. And so it, 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 it recalls the black walls you find in many old uh, barbecue joints here but it's not the same still there is also the, the brick shape there also reminds that so the idea is not imitating Texas it's not making something like could be like a cheap ethnic restaurant but making a real one that is respectful of Texas and its own traditions and styles from a very you know design perspective well and I've
2: made it clear on the show Texas barbecue is taking over the world and I've officially uh undone the borders in my opinion. I think that whether it's in Italy, in Tokyo, uh there's guys in California that are already asking, you know, Texas has Texas Monthly Magazine and that's really the big top fifty list and they're saying, Hey, when's there gonna be a top fifty barbecue joint that's not in Texas? And the West Coast guys are gunning hard for that for one of those spots.
1: Absolutely. Well and we're definitely waiting for you to come visit us over there. You have a you have a spot at the table.
2: I appreciate it, yeah. And uh well, there's a few places in in Europe now, so there's a couple in in Italy. Uh, but obviously, I know you guys the best, so you'll be top of my list. Oh boy! Um, but so we we call our fans the meat men, meat women. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're people that are in a backyard. They're people that work in the pits here. Uh, you know, some of them are owners. But what's your suggestion? What do you, what would you tell the people out there who love barbecue? Uh, and 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 how would you? How would you tell them, you know, what do you love about it? What do you want to tell the, the world of barbecue? You want
0: to go first? want to tell keep being the way you are and just help us. Let's be a community. Let's build it. We need... Some things uh, like the friendliness there is in Texas. We need Texas to export itself in this <laughs> through barbecue because it has a lot to give. And I strongly believe this. And still, look, I'm still an Italian. Yeah. But I strongly believe in Texas. And uh, I self appoint myself a quarter Texan. Not because I married a Texan. You earned there, But because in my way I earned it, at least eating enough bar- brisket feel like one and i and i do really believe in values you know like th- there are here and are conveyed also th- the meat itself uh, is not uh, always uh, a cut that is very expensive uh, or like very good because it needs to be cooked a lot and with barbecue becomes the best meat ever so there are a lot of things that need to be just kept going on i think community feeling no matter where you are in the world is one of the keys that can create this let's not be jealous of each other let's Hug and just shake hands. Laurel.
1: Yeah, I'd like to say also keep up the good work. Uh, keep those fires burning. Keep the conversation going. I think it's really important to talk to each other, exchange secrets and tips, and uh, and good barbecue. I mean, there's a lot of science in barbecue, but there's a whole lot of art in it, and uh, you know you gotta you gotta do both.
2: Awesome. Well, Laurel Evans, at Laurel Evans on Instagram. And Emilio, do you have your own Instagram? Or?
1: At Emilio Scotti.
2: Uh, I'll, I'll link them in the show notes and thank you guys for coming on this trip I wish I caught you earlier we could have spent a few days I together I know
1: thank you so much I also want to uh, send a special shout out uh, to Mauro uh, Texicana yeah. Barbecue who is in this moment inspecting the briskets in the pit with the other pit masters <laughs> and so <laughs> we couldn't keep him away from the pit he was a great host around Austin he really made the connection for us it was so fun to meet an Italian pit master in Austin doing his thing so thank you so much Mauro for na- making this happen
0: uh, yeah. I'd like to remind also at Blackhead BBQ yep. uh, as on Instagram where we publish all the, the um, photos and material we produce and we spread our enthusiasm so thank you very much
2: yeah follow these guys and uh, hopefully we'll see you all back
1: in Texas soon no doubt you will thank you Thank you so You're much yeah. yeah this was great here
0: to come in and meet man all to see me eat now. here to meet man you all to see me eating now I got jaws like a bear trap teeth like a razor I made tack tongue with a sensitive taster I was born out in Texas called the land of beef Never catch a muscle greener Showin' the hell like a can meet I'm the meat man You all to see me eating now
2: Woo!